thankful to be here in the brand new year of 2021. I'm your girl, Millie Mills, host of the brand new podcast show, Bring It In The House. Very excited as always. Here tonight, it's just a room full of beautiful women. They're all from Arkansas. Put things off tonight. We're going to have a little spiritual tip from spiritual counselor and wife coach. She's in Dallas, Texas, a straight up Michelle Strother. Yes. Hi, hi, hi. Happy New Year. It is 2021. And I tell you, 2021 is going to be a great year. It is going to be inspirational. I believe that we are going to get some things that we can that we've prayed for that we cannot even imagine. God is going to open up some doors that are going to be amazing. He's going to give us business ideas. He's going to put us into in the room with so many different people that we didn't even imagine. But without further ado, I just want to give a um, a little five minute encourager. I believe that this is important. I believe that every morning when you wake up, I believe that you have to say affirmations to yourself and get your day started. And my theme today is positive thinking through the word of God. And the scripture that um, that I'm reading from is Colossians three and two. And it says, set your mind, keep them set on what is above, the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. And the things that are on the earth are temporal, but the things of God is eternal so that God's promises will never return void. It will always be true. And so we can look in the word of God and look up the promises of God and we can know that it will and it shall come to pass. And then there's another, it says, for every issue that an individual faces will be an issue in your thinking. And I believe that when you think, as you're thinking, as a man thinketh, so is he, that you have to be able to think and put yourself around positive people, people that are going places, people that are even smarter than you, that can make some, that can be bigger than you. Because when you're the only person in the room and you feel that you're the only one that making those decisions or whatsoever, there has to be someone even bigger. And yes, God is the center of it, but he also uses people. And also life will determine how you think. And I think it's very important of how we think and how we get up every morning and how we began to look at what we're thinking about and what we have that takes hold of us. And then also, what do you expose yourself to daily? What you expose yourself to daily is going to be a key important of how your day is going to be and what your outcome of the day will be. And also choose Choices define your destiny. Choices define your destiny. So that means that there are going to be some choices that you're going to make and and the choices that you make are going to define your destiny. So you're going to want to line up your destiny with the word of God so that when you are looking, you're, you know, you're reading the word of God and you're looking at the scriptures and you're lining it up with your thinking, that is going to be the key to your destiny. And also it says, set your mind on the word of God instead of setting your mind on the world. 
we all know that in the world's way that they say it's going to be this and this is going to happen and this, but it is God. When in, in the promises of God and in the word of God, it is true. It is going to come to pass. He says that he will not, he will give you the desires of your hearts and whatever those desires are and whatever you're thinking to, for those desires and they line up with the word of God, you are on your way to great destiny. And also, it's what do you choose to think about will be critical to your success. Your success does not necessarily always mean money, but it but it is it is your choices. It is the way you think. It is the favor of God. It is him giving you wisdom to know what to do when you don't even know what to do or when you're in that quiet, still moment and you're thinking and he's giving you that wisdom to be able to give you direction on what you need to do. And in wrapping this up, it says right thinking is right believing right thinking is right believing. And so in order to manifest what you're thinking and what you are going to do, you've got to believe it. Once you line up the promises of God, it is, it is, you have to believe that it's going to happen. And although it doesn't matter what somebody say, it, what it matters is what God says. And if he's given it the promise to you, it's going to come to pass and you have to believe it. And I just want to wrap up and let you know that in 2021, may you all begin to have right thinking that you will be able to line the word of, of God up to what you're trying to do. And may God bless you and may he keep you. Yes, that was wonderful. Thank you so much, Michelle. And if you guys want to um, follow up with Michelle, I'm sure she can uh, let you know a little bit later in the show how to get in touch with her for her daily words of inspiration. Now we're going to our feature guest tonight. I mean, she's got so many ways we can identify her. She, of course, is a creator, a, a, a producer, author, homemaker, home decor, entrepreneur, <laughs> a playwright, screenwriter. You know, she's just multi-talented. Let's just give it to her. She's multi-talented from Arkansas. I had the pleasure to go to the same high school. We attended school together. And now she's a big, big success in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's All please right. welcome Ms. Wanda Kilpatrick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here with two Arkansas girls. Yes. Love it. It's such a pleasure to have you. You look so lovely tonight, and um, I'm just thankful thank that you. you're all you here. Well, thank you. I know we got excited to like put some lipstick on and you know get our, get our hair done. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. definitely. You know how we've been looking at home since COVID has oh, been. Oh gosh, yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be here, and I am ready to talk and chat. I've been waiting on this. I know this is, you know, it's been so much fun promoting, you know, just putting all the posters out there and promoting all the information about you. It's been so much fun. And of course, I already mentioned you're my home girl and everything like that. And uh, how long have you been in Atlanta? Yeah. Wow. I came here in 1996. Wow. The year of the Olympics, when the Olympics was coming here, I came here then. So <laughs> I have been here as that is. Um, that's, I've been yeah, there. that's about 24 years, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah. And, you know, of course, we attended the same high school and everything. And 
I'm guessing that your favorite subject was English or somewhere in language arts or something because of your writing skills in school. No, actually, it was not. <laughs> it was not. Believe it or not, it was Future Farmers of America, FFA. I enjoyed that, you know, playing in the dirt, learning all of the stuff that we learn in FFA. Uh, writing was something that I really didn't want to do, wasn't even thinking about doing it. One reason is because I'm dyslexic. So I kind of stayed away from it and stayed away from it. And then I got to the point where I just had to own that that was just a part of what I had. Didn't mean that I could not do it. I just had to make sure that I had excellent, great editors that wasn't going to change my story, but was going to just edit to make sure, you know, my story got out. So yeah. that's what I did. I had the chance to actually go to Portland, Oregon, and I was going up. Um, some friends was actually, um, I think he was retiring from, um, he was a surgeon, and they invited me to go. So here I am in Portland, Oregon, and this lady comes over and she's just like, oh my God, I just wanted to come over and talk to you. Now, I was the only black person there. There's about 20, 20 other people there. And she said, wow, you're really bold to be here in Portland, Oregon with all these white people. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I hang out with white people. But she was just, she was just really fun. And so she had heard my story, me talking about being dyslexic. And so she said, I'm going to send you a book when I get back, um, when you get back to Atlanta. So she sent me this book, Fanny Flagg wrote Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh. So that's the whole thing because my name was Tawana. So everybody was like, Tawana. <laughs> so she came over and she said, I'm going to send you this book. And when you get the book, you're going to understand why. Because I didn't understand at first, but she was dyslexic and she almost stopped. She almost gave it up and said, I'm not going to do this. I can't do this. It's so hard. But she just kept on. She pressed through. She had excellent editors and rest of the story is history. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. I, I never knew that part, you know. So thanks for sharing that with us. You know, because a lot of people, um, you know, we all have our little personal struggles and little battles and our challenges that we go through on a day to day. But you will never know just looking at us on, on the surface. You'll right. never know. So can you kind of explain to us what it's like when you have, you know, kind of deal with dyslexia? What is it like? Um, you just when you when for me. When, uh, for example, one of my biggest things is just, you know, if I want to say no, I'm writing the word no, I know that it's no, and mm -hmm. no, no, you can't go, I might write mm -hmm. in the K-N-O-W, but I'm not looking at spell check because it's right, you know, mm -hmm. it's actually mm -hmm. wrong or turning the light on or off and stuff like that. So for me, I just kind of go along with it. And mm -hmm. then I go back and I say, oh my God, this is crazy. And so I have to have that first editor, you know, before I send it to that the final editor, so that that editor can understand, like, dang, what the heck is she trying to say? Because the first <laughs> that I wrote was only for my friends that knew me. They were the only ones that could read it. Until <laughs> <laughs> so I grew and got better, but. You know, it's part of growth, but now I kind of own the fact that I'm dyslexia and I love it. And that's good because you inspire others, you know, because yeah. uh, uh, sometimes we may have it and not really be aware of it. 
So yeah, I wasn't aware at first. Yeah. So you, you know, you know, being open about it, you shed light and then somebody else can say, well, hey, she had it and she did it. She she's a big famous playwright now. Hey, I can do it, too. So that's really good. I mean, when did you know? I know when you got to Portland, Oregon, that's when you met the lady and she kind of helped you identify with what you were dealing with. But when did you get that? Mm, like, yeah, this is writing and doing all this. This is what I want to do. How did you know? Well, I was writing even before I went there. It's just that that was just that push to keep going to not give up. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was working at a law firm. Actually, the law firm that I worked at, Sutherland, was the same law firm that Stacey Abrams worked at. Yay! Yeah. So I put a plug in there. But I worked at this law firm, and when I was getting ready to leave, I was leaving because I was getting ready to tour my first play. Mm -hmm. I was putting a play together, and that was 2003. And so I stepped out and just kind of left and said that I'm going to try this. And if I if it don't work, then, you know, I go be a greeter at Walmart or somewhere, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, look, at least you got a great smile. So you'd be a great greeter. But now, but you see, it's yeah, good that you press some. And huh? that's, that's it. that was my first project that I started. Can a hoochie become first lady? Mm -hmm. And I took it on the road. It went on a 17-city tour. Started Keith Sweat and wow. Q4 and 12, Thammer from Good Times, and uh, Phyllis Yvonne Stickney. And we went on the road. And from there, I just kind of kept going and kind of have changed my style of writing. But that was my first project that I started with. Wow. So where does your inspiration come from? Where does it come from? People. Meeting people, talking to people driving around, um, listening to uh, life's coaches messages and as <laughs> I was writing out the words, you know, the right thing is, is, you know, just different stuff. You can hear a quote and I can take a quote and, you know, have a concept, concept from that. So mm -hmm. me, I just like to watch and listen and hear what people are saying and then make people talk on paper. I, I understand. I mean, I'm the same way. I, I like to observe. I'm very observant. You know, I I, I love people. So uh, people are interesting. You can, like you say, you can learn a lot yes. just by watching, you know. Mm -hmm. So you have any influencers, you know, any famous poets or writers or that just kind of that you, you look up and say, hey, I want to be like her or him. Anything. Well, um, I like Aaron Sucken. He um, is an excellent writer. I like his style. He wrote The West Wing. I don't know if, if you guys know that uh, series, but he wrote that. Um, oh, God, Lee. He did um, The Newsroom. I really like The Newsroom. But his style is a style that I really like. I kind of just kind of study his style. I've taken uh -huh. his class. Um, but I like the flow, the way that he writes. But my one that I really like, in addition to him, is Shonda Rhimes. Uh, Shonda Rhimes. Oh, yes. I love how she tells her stories. And I love how she also partners up with other writers uh, that she really believes in to tell the story. I really like her style. Yes. Yes, she... <sighs> Did you watch? Have y'all watched the last series on Netflix? No, I have no, not had a chance. So, guys, try to just do it over the weekend. It's awesome. 
Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Sunday, I'll have a little downtime, I believe, Sunday afternoon. I'm, and I'm going to make sure I do that Sunday. Great. Yes. Now, Tawanda, you have so you have your hands in so many different things. You have a nonprofit. It's called the what? Unselfish Project. Unselfish Project. Yeah, and it's very new. We haven't launched it yet. We're still getting it all together. The Unselfish Project was birthed because of the book that I launched uh, last year, The Unselfish Women. And yeah. so just going along with that, can we started it? And we were do this big launch, but then COVID hit. So we kind of had to change the way that we were doing some things. So we're going to kind of pick up this year and continue with that. But in addition with that one, we're doing the unselfish men. Yay, there it is. Unselfish <laughs> women. Yes. And I saw how you did this. Now, that was a unique way I remember someone do that. You personally, you know, delivered the signed copy. Yes, I didn't get to hit all of the women that was in the book, but I got quite a few that was here in Atlanta. The book featured over a hundred women from all over the globe that's doing unselfish acts in their communities. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to spotlight everyday women. Uh, you know, we always see all of the stars and the celebrities and the things that they're doing with their nonprofits and their communities. But I wanted to highlight, you know, just the women in the communities and so that you can know who this is. I can know who this is. So that was my goal. And we started it and now it's kind of kind of taking a brand and we're just going to keep running with it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. That is so wonderful. And I agree with you, you know. It's just so good to share with others who may not famous, but you know they're doing like you, you know, the women that you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. So that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. I'm sorry. Somebody's somebody's phone like something. Oh no. Uh-uh. Not mine. Yeah, and I know you you you're about to publish the unselfish men. Yes, and then followed by the unselfish youth. It's going to be the unselfish youth. That is incredible. That is wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, yeah. when can we expect you know to to kind of what's a deadline or whatever? Uh, well, we're just getting started on the unselfish men. Our deadline was uh, December the thirtieth for to get all of the nominations in. And they're coming in from Africa, um, London, Paris, just all over. So I think, you know, after you get that one um, blueprint, then Mm -hmm. it's kind of easy to keep going. So me and my team, we've already started. They're coming in and we're really excited. I know you are. That's exciting from all over the world. That's amazing. So is it difficult to, to reach? so many across the globe or did the first book unselfish women kind of open that door for you well also in unselfish women we have women uh, from other countries also so once you know we don't never know who's going to nominate somebody so you can nominate somebody from from nigeria and if they had the nonprofit and then the team we kind of look at it and see and say yes okay we're going to accept this nomination into the book and then we just start putting everything together. 
That is so wonderful. And who's on your team? Who's on my team? I have Molly Montgomery is on my team. Um, and in the book, it lists everybody that's on the team. But I think we got, you know, a few changes. My daughter, Brooke, is also on the team. Um, Will Odom, uh, that's Miss Brooke. Ah, she's cute. Thank she's you. Gorgeous. You love your daughter. Gorgeous. Thank you. For the men, um, I'm adding um, some different people. Will Odom out of Frisco, Texas. He's going to mm -hmm. be working with, that, with us on this book. Gwen Richardson here in Atlanta, Georgia is going to be working with us. Raymond Rafferty works with us with the whole technical and the websites and all that different stuff. Um, and we also, our, we're going to use the same editor that we use out of London. Um, Maddie, we're going to use her and just kind of keep it like that and just put it together. And then we're going to be pulling in different photographers from all over. That is so exciting. You love your life, don't you? Don't, well, I, do. I am I grateful know. and I love my life and I love what I do. do. Um, some of the stuff kind of just started out as a hobby. Mm -hmm. but, hey, hobbies can turn into a profit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jimmy, I, know, I know you have a great knack for home decor, home decorating. Did that start out as a hobby as well? It did. It really did. Um, a really a big hobby is started out more so during COVID. And I just kind of like wanted to, you know, whenever I could get out, put my mask on and just kind of go shopping and shopping for people. And so now I've gotten some clients and um, getting ready to decorate two houses uh, coming up here uh, this month. I kind of got to get them in and get them hurried, but two more houses that I have coming, but I go and pick up pieces for different people all the time. That is so great. And we, we're gonna have our producer roll some of those pictures again of um, some of that um, decorating that you do. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yes. So Love the color. Yes, so if I wanted to hire you. <laughs> I am for hire. <laughs> Do you charge per room or you just have one flat rate for the house? No, it's, it's, it's not a flat rate. Um, you could just want something for an area. Um, like I'm, I'm actually doing someone's piano room and mm -hmm. I'm just doing her piano room. So I've uh, already shot for everything. We're waiting on some pictures that's coming in that's being framed. And so I'm going to go in and do that part. And so it's just that part that I'm charging her for. And then as she wants me to come back and do other parts, I will. Got mass, we'll fly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. <laughs> and, and you cook too. Pardon me? You cook. You cook. Yes. yes. And that is a love. That's a love. I cook. Um, Raymond and I kind of branded our little cooking soiree. And it's really just for fun for us. We have fun. We like to try new stuff. And, you know, we just. Yes. Can I have that recipe for that lamb? Yeah, I will make sure you get that. 
<laughs> that looks so good. Yes, it does. It looks wow, delicious. she just really got some pictures, didn't she? Wow. Yes, but they look good, though. I mean, yes. oh my gosh, it's so inviting. Like, gosh, give me some yes, recipes. Oh, <laughs> look at that. That's chili. Homemade yes. chili. Homemade chili. Oh, that wow. Is, you're making me oh, so good. hungry. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Let's give Look it up for our producer. Great job. Thank you so much. I also want to thank our sponsor this week for the show, Aesthetics by Ramil. She's uh, always uh, looking out for us. We appreciate your support. For those of you tuning in, this is Bring It in the House. And of course, our lovely guests are life coach, Jen Strother, and of course, creator, author, director, playwright, entrepreneur. Patrick. They're here to kick off the brand new year. We're just excited to have you guys can give us a call. 469-499. Questions for our. Um, you want to be anything you want to? Um, can win this week, maybe. Yes. Oh. Oh, yes, they can. All right. Wow, all right. Caller number five. We're going to take the fifth caller, 469-284-9922. You got that number, 469-284-9922. You're going to get the brand new book, Unselfish Women. Oh, and yes. women that are doing great things in the community around the world. Wow. A lot of great pictures. Yes. That is amazing. That's Arkansas lady right there. Yeah, who is that? That's Bobby Jean Daly. Okay, I don't... There's my phone ringing right there. Wow. But yes, so we got, I think we got the first caller on the line. We're going to find out pretty soon who won the book. And then uh, we'll send you her or who. Okay. So uh, when you send that, are you going to, when you send me the uh, address, make sure you uh, send their email address also. As well. Okay. Thank you. Yes, yes. But see there, we got the lines buzzing and everything. Everybody's listening. A lot of people watching. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're about to wrap things up. But Tawanda, before we go, please let everybody know how they can contact you. You're all over social media. Right. Um, my website for Unselfish Women is unselfishwomen.com. Um, you can um, send people there. You can check it out. You can grab one, two, three books. That'll be great. Awesome. We still have the Christmas special on right now. Also, you can follow me at I mean at Tawana at Tawana.com. That is my email address if anybody wants to send an email to me. And my website is Tawana.com. And that's T-O-W-O-N-D-A. And on Instagram, you can follow me at Tawana K. That's it. That's how yeah. you find me. Read everything. She's all over social media. I mean, and she's doing great things. Any words of wisdom before we wrap it up? A few strong words. Just we got one minute. Continue to be grateful in whatever you do. 
And it's your dream. Go out with it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. There you go. I guess you guys have heard that. We're wrapping things up, and we thank you all again for joining us on Bring It in the House. Next week, we'll talk with superstar songstress Wendy Moden from Memphis, Tennessee. The girl can blow. She, I mean, she has a voice of an angel. So I'm excited to talk with her as well. And it's been a pleasure to talk with Tawanda, Tawanda Kilpatrick out of Atlanta, Georgia, Michelle Strother. Thanks to our producer and our sponsor. They've all been great. And we thank you so much for tuning in to bring it in the house. Take us out. <laughs>